I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Thursday, August 11th. Three people were stabbed late Tuesday at a hotel in Braintree. Police were called about 11.15 p.m. Tuesday to the Residence Inn on Forbes Road for a report of multiple stabbing victims. Upon arrival, officers found a man suffering from stab wounds in the lobby of the hotel and another man suffering from stab wounds in the parking lot. Juan Dominguez, who was staying at the hotel for work, said a colleague was in the lobby when one of the victims walked in with multiple stab wounds. The victims had stab wounds and were taken to Boston area hospitals. One victim is in critical condition, another is in stable. The third has been released. The three were part of a group from out of state that was staying at the hotel for employment reasons. After an initial investigation, it was determined that a confrontation happened in the parking lot between two groups that may have known each other. Anybody with information is asked to contact Braintree Police. Today, the South Shore YMCA in Quincy will become the Hale Family YMCA. The Y is being renamed after Robin Karen Hale made a $5 million donation to the Y. Hale is owner of Granite Telecommunications and Fox Rock Properties in Quincy. And his wife, Karen, has served as a member of the WISE Executive Board. A renaming ceremony will be held today at 5 o'clock featuring Governor Charlie Baker, Quincy Mayor Thomas Koch, and other state and local dignitaries. Open houses will be held today at Manit Community Health Center locations on C Street on Howes Neck and on Bicknell Street in Germantown here in Quincy. C Street will be open from 9 a.m. to noon and Bicknell Street from 1 to 4 p.m. The open houses are part of National Health Center Week and will feature healthy snacks, games, giveaways, health center information, and free COVID-19 vaccinations. Manit was founded in 1979 and has three locations in Quincy and locations in Hull, Attleboro, and Taunton. The Friends of Faxon Park will hold their last meeting of the summer today at 6.30 at the Pavilion. The public is welcome to attend and learn about efforts to preserve and improve Faxon Park. Now, situate officials are warning residents of the town about manganese levels in their drinking water. A notice from the Situate Water Division states that water sample results received on July 26 confirmed manganese levels in excess of the level advised by the State Department of Environmental Protection. While drinking water may naturally have manganese, which is necessary for proper nutrition, an excess of the mineral could adversely affect neurological health. Town officials in Situate said infants less than a year old should be given bottled water or water from a source with a low manganese level. In addition, infant formula should also be prepared with bottled water or made with water from an alternate source that has manganese levels below safe limits. According to town officials, the general population may continue to use the water in Situate since they anticipate that the manganese issue will be resolved before long-term exposure occurs. Free bottled water is being distributed to Situate residents at their water treatment plants. Native Americans in Massachusetts are calling for a boycott of a popular living history museum featuring colonial reenactors portraying life in Plymouth. 
the famous English settlement founded by the pilgrims who arrived on the Mayflower. Members of the state's Wampanoag community and their supporters say Plymouth Patuxet Museum has not lived up to its promise of creating a bicultural museum that equally tells the story of the European and indigenous peoples that lived there. They say the historic Patuxet home site, the portion of the mostly outdoor museum focused on traditional indigenous life, is inadequately small, in need of repairs, and staffed by workers who are not from local tribes. The concerns come just two years after the museum changed its name from Plymouth Plantation to Plymouth Patuxet as part of a year-long celebration of the 400th anniversary of the Mayflower landing. At the time, the museum declared the new, more balanced moniker reflected the importance of the indigenous perspective to the 75-year-old institution's educational mission. Museum spokesperson Rob Cluen, in a statement to the AP, said the museum has expanded the outdoor Wampanoag exhibit, raised more than $2 million toward a new indigenous program building, and has several initiatives in place to recruit and retain staff from Native American communities. The statement also cited a pair of grants the museum received to boost its Native American education programming. That included more than $160,000 from the National Endowment for the Humanities to host a workshop this summer for teachers on how to incorporate indigenous voices into their history lessons. Edaville Railroad is off the market. According to the Family Theme Park and Railroad in Carver announcing yesterday, earlier this year, it was reported that the owner of Edaville wanted to use some of the land for a residential development, but hoped to see the park continue on. The new operators, Shervin Holly of Sudbury and Brian Fanslau from Maine, are committed to the long-term success of Edaville as a traditional family park centered on its historic steam locomotives and family-oriented activities. According to a statement, Edaville turned 75 this year. Other than opening for a Christmas Festival of Lights last year, the amusement park has been closed since the pandemic began. The Christmas festival is set to return on November 10th and run through the new year. Thomas Land and Dino Land will not reopen this year. Governor Baker signing a bill legalizing sports betting in Massachusetts yesterday, officially making it the 36th state to do so. The Supreme Court ruled that states have the authority to legalize sports betting more than four years ago. Baker introduced a bill that would legalize the activity in 2019, but lawmakers took a measured approach, and it wasn't until the final hours of the legislature's formal session last week that the bill passed. A key wrinkle was the issue of betting on college sports. Some college presidents in Massachusetts had voiced their opposition to college betting, and the version of the sports betting bill that passed the Senate did not allow people to wager on college athletics. At first, the House voted to allow college betting entirely. The NCAA annual March Madness basketball tournament is a major way to increase revenue from betting. In the end, college betting was added to the bill, but... Betting on in-state colleges is not allowed unless the school is playing in a national tournament. The exact date that residents can start betting on their favorite teams has not yet been determined, and the Gaming Commission said it could take several months. 
Governor also signing a bill yesterday taking new steps to address the mental health crisis in Massachusetts. The new law expands mental health access and will take on a practice called ED boarding when patients in need of a mental health bed at a hospital are forced to wait for days and weeks in emergency departments until a mental health bed becomes available. The mental health bill signed by the governor yesterday will, among other things, create an online portal to streamline the search for mental health beds in hospitals, update protocols for evaluating young patients with mental health needs, and publish a report every three years on the status of the boarding crisis. Now, it is a growing trend that the Better Business Bureau expects to get worse when college students return in September, talking about rental scams. So far, the BBB says 12 people have been hit in eastern Massachusetts so far this year. However, there have been 270 people impacted nationwide. The demand for rent in Boston is extremely high, which is paving the way for scammers to jump in. The BBB warns renters to watch out for ads that appear too good to be true. Sometimes scammers will copy pictures from an old ad to duplicate the fake. A 2018 study from Stanford showed 43% of renters encountered fake ads. The Better Business Bureau says younger generations are typically the targets for these types of scammers. If you think you spotted a fake ad, you're urged to contact the BBB, the Federal Trade Commission, or the website that you saw it on. Check of business news this morning. Stocks rebounded yesterday. The Dow was up 535 points. The Nasdaq jumped 360. The S&P added 87. Shares advanced in Asia. The dollar rose. The euro slipped. Oil at almost $92 a barrel. Sports. Braves beat the Red Sox 8-4. Fenway last night. The Orioles come to Boston tonight at 710. And... It's preseason football, Patriots-Giants at Gillette Stadium tonight at 7 o'clock. The National Weather Service forecast for today, cloudy with a chance for scattered showers this afternoon, still rather muggy with highs in the low 80s. Lingering shower tonight, muggy, lows in the mid-60s. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, drier, high of 78 degrees, sun and clouds on Saturday, comfortable 77 And Sunday, beautiful sunshine, high of 81. For the boater, waves about a foot, light southeasterly wind, high tide 11.21 a.m. Sun rose at 5.47, sets at 7.50. Traffic note for you, the Four River Bridge scheduled to open today at 11 a.m. and Friday at 9 a.m. I'm Joe Catalano with an A.M. Quincy News Update for Thursday, August 11th.